Alrighty. Good morning, everybody. This is Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Friday. Uh, guess we'll wish everybody out there happy Passover and happy Easter. Uh, lots going on, Wiz. We're just fresh off that uh, outstanding Masters last weekend, but we are two weeks away from the NFL draft, Wiz. How are you today? Yeah, doing well. Uh, two weeks from yesterday is uh, going to be the draft, so it's uh, upon us pretty quick. Uh, and I think there was a signing of one of your favorite players uh, in the NFL as well yesterday. Um, <laughs> your boy uh, Sammy Watkins uh, going uh, going signing with Kansas City. So uh, oh, God. Uh, we'll see. We're gonna, I guess we'll see how how that all plays out. And uh, you know, uh, the draft is getting closer. And as far as I'm concerned, once that happens, in my mind, at least, it uh, starts the new season. Uh, yeah, and you know, you know, Sammy Watkins. It's it's good to talk about this, Wiz, because you know, here we are, you know, on the on the cusp of the of the draft, right? And and a player like Sammy Watkins, if you you go back to 2014, I don't, I don't think Sammy Watkins is even 30 years old yet. Uh, but you know, this is a player that I think he had 1,000 yard receiving season, and you know, the Bills took this guy with a with a top five, top six pick. In, in that draft in 2014, you don't know how things pan out. I, I don't like the player because he's, I think, vastly overrated, number one. Number two, he's never had big success, you know, in, in the NFL. And for the last three, four years, he has just been, you know, uh, just a very, very boring uh, and oft-injured player. And, uh, you know, I kind of get maybe the Packers taking a chance on him. But, you know, the Packers are going to be looking at other things in this draft. But, you know, it, it just goes to show you – uh, th- there's nothing guaranteed, even in the early spots in these drafts. Yeah, I made a mistake. Uh, that, and I was thinking Kansas City because you know that's where I remember him playing with. But yeah, uh, Green Bay, as you mentioned. What would you make of uh, AJ Green again? Another year resigning with Arizona. I mean, you know, his his season last year was you know just okay. I mean. When you think like maybe Arizona wants to try and help go a little younger, get a new direction? Yeah, well, first off, you know, as a, as a Rondell Moore owner, I, I would have liked to see them, you know, kind of go in, in, in a different way here. I, I, you know, I think there was a few games last year where A.J. Green was actually productive. We know uh, that last year DeAndre Hopkins was often injured, and, uh, you know, that complicated the way the, the Cardinals were trying to run their offense. But, you know, they've got a lot of changes. I would have liked to see Wesley become more part of, of this offense. You, you've talked about the player as well. You know, more physical guy, kind, kind, kind of can catch those high passes as well. So, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of see how, you know, again, not, I think it's probably insurance, if anything else. And, you know, we'll talk about the Arizona Cardinals in the draft. And, by the way, I don't know what's going on with Kyler Murray. Um, you know, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago where – took everything off their Instagram. And then there's reports again that there, there might not be a contract. Uh, this, that situation, and, and by the way, two years in a row, Kyler Murray in the second half of the season has really not produced very well. I, I think uh, Kingsbury's a little bit on a banana peel here as well. Uh, but that's a situation that we have to watch pretty closely. But I think, you know, to your first question, I think A.J. Green is insurance, but I'm a little bit concerned with the stuff I'm reading about with regard to Kyler Murray here. Yeah, Kyle Murray and uh, Lamar Jackson are uh, two players certainly uh, to keep your eye on in terms of uh, contract situations uh, as we head into the upcoming season. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, again, players that have been successful in this year, they, I, I think we could, 
I don't think I'd be understating this. And both players are fantasy darlings. I think that's not, you know, especially a couple of years ago, I think, I think the question marks around Lamar Jackson as a, as a kind of a Super Bowl winning quarterback are, are, are legitimate to, to question whether he can actually do that. There are just still a lot of inconsistencies in his passing game. You wonder how long he can, he can stay away from being injured. Uh, last year, it, it kind of caught up with him a little bit more. Um, now, like I said, Kyler Murray, two bad second halves in a row. Um, yeah, you look, look, there's a different style of play in the NFL right now. Those two guys are, 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 are more uh, threatened by physical damage as a result of their running. So, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how things shake out here. We'll see how things shake out. Um, all right, so let's, let's get on to the AFC South. And uh, I want to start with, with, with the Texans who – who are definitely the worst team in this division, maybe the worst team in football, new head coach in Lovey Smith. Uh, looks like they're going to stick with Davis Mills, though. They, they could, I think they potentially could look at a quarterback later in this draft. But, you know, you look at this roster, Wiz, it, it is just full of kind of just random players just kind of mushed together. Uh, and, and and this is a team badly in need of some some pedigree uh, and some <laughs> some high high talented, highly talented players to kind of fill this roster out. Cause right now there's a lot of boringness when I look at the Houston Texans Wiz. Yeah, I agree with that. That's why when I'm looking at this draft, I really feel their second pick overall in the first round at pick 13 is really going to be a sweet spot for somebody like Kansas city, especially or green Bay to maybe move up to that spot, maybe add some picks for the Texans and somebody move up to that spot. Because I agree completely with what you're saying. They need players. They have a lot of draft capital, two first-rounders, a second-round pick, two third-round picks, fourth-round pick, three sixth-round picks, and a seventh-round pick. So they have a lot of – you know, they have a decent amount of draft capital. But I, I really could see pick 13 being a pick that they could trade down and acquire some more picks, which they, which they desperately need. But in terms of needs – uh, it's all over the board. I mean, um, really on the defensive side of the football, you know, it was a defensive end and, and cornerback. Obviously, they could use some offensive line help. And then, you know, after that, you know, wide receiver and running back. But I think those other positions uh, first are a little bit more priority as they head into the season. Yeah, that's exactly the way I looked at it as well, Wiz. I think, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the running back position on this podcast, and I think they can wait and, and, and find players. We know they also signed Marlon Mack in the offseason. He gets a second chance at uh, NFL life uh, after kind of falling out of favor in, in, in Indianapolis. But, yeah, I agree with you. I would I would attack defense. And, you know, Wiz, at three, I, I guess a lot and with that third pick in the draft, a lot's going to be determined by what happens in front of them. Um, I know you love Kyle Hamilton a lot. You know, that's a player that potentially could slip down for them. I don't know what the Jaguars are going to do at this point in time. There's a lot of question marks around that. There was some stories yesterday about Peterson uh, definitively looking at offense at that pick. So so I don't know. But, but yeah, as you said, they have 11 draft picks. They can make it more if they get creative with that 13th pick. Uh, but th- this is a team in need of everything, as we discussed. Yeah, I think one of the you know Georgia players, Walker or um... – Ahmad, you know, Gardner is a player the Jets love, so I think that would be a, a real burn to them if the Texans took that player with the third pick. But I think they're gonna, the coach knows defense, and I think that's what they're going to do with that third pick. All right, let's move on to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, this is a team uh, that we've both talked about that is, you know, not that far away from 
from really putting themselves in a in, in a good spot in this conference. But you know, at the most important position, they've, they've now bring in a new quarterback in Matt Ryan. They tried Carson once last year, didn't work out. We've talked a lot about this offensive line, though they haven't figured out that offensive that left tackle spot since Costanzo retired. Uh, Fisher was a disaster last year. Uh, so I, personally, I think that's that's the position that they need to address. Um, this is a team that probably could use some some uh, pass rushing uh, ability as well. Uh, I'd have to be the second spot that I'd be looking at. But you know, overall, Wiz, th- this is a talented roster, uh, and I think they can do a lot of work to kind of push themselves in, in in that direction closer. They do not have a first round pick in this draft, so that's one thing I should mention. But they do have seven picks in the draft. The first pick in the draft will be in the second round at number forty two, Wiz. Yeah, only three picks in the first 119 picks. So they got to make these picks count. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think they may want to shore up, even though I think they're going to give Matt Pryor a chance to, to, to be the starting left uh, tackle. I, I think offensive linemen, uh, again, they don't have a ton of draft, draft equity early on, so they have to make these picks count. So offensive line, especially left tackle, quarterback, and then I think maybe they'd want to get someone that they feel they could um, play opposite Pittman at wide receiver and pretty deep wide receiver class. I could see them addressing that one of their third round picks. Yeah, at receiver, you know, they left with Pittman. They lost Pascal. Uh, I'm not. I, I think right now, if I'm not mistaken, T.Y. Hilton is not under contract. Um, I know a lot of people. Uh, the Colts have always tried to utilize their tight ends. Uh, Jack Doyle retired, but they did spend a lot of money on Mo Ali Cox, and Ryan Granson was a guy that they dr- uh, drafted last year. So I don't think they'll look in that direction. To me, receiver in the later picks is, is certainly something that the Colts could address with. There's no question about that. All right, Wiz. So uh, let's talk about the Jaguars. Uh, like I said, there was some reports yesterday that uh, they could potentially be looking at offense uh, with that with that uh, first overall pick. Uh, they then come back and pick thirty third. They have a ton of picks later in this draft, right? Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they have four picks in round six. They have two picks in round seven. Uh, and two, also two picks in, in round three. So, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars, obviously, Trevor Lawrence last year. Travis Etienne was hurt, but he looks like he's going to be coming back. Uh, the Jaguars broke a record for the most money uh, in free agency signings uh, in an offseason. They broke the Patriots' record from the previous year. Uh, so, Wiz, what do you think the Jacksonville Jaguars, one, are going to do, and what do you think they should do? Yeah, I think the Jaguars can make up some ground on their division uh, rivals this year. Um, you know, re-signing uh, and franchising Cam Robinson, then bringing Christian Kirk, and then on a little bit of a lesser level, Zay Jones as well, a wide receiver. <clears throat> um, you know, they have a first-round pick, a second-round pick, a pair of third-round picks, a fourth-round pick, a fifth-round pick, four six-round picks, and two seventh-round picks. It's a lot of draft equity, and it's not like they're picking late. They are picking early as well. I, I know there's a lot of smoke about uh, that they want to take an offensive player, but there's really not an offensive player for the Jacks to take with that number one pick. So I believe it's going to be Aiden, Hutch- Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan with the first overall pick. Uh, and then after that, still mostly on the defensive side of the football. Uh, it'll help a defensive end with Hutchinson, still maybe another run-stopper safety, a linebacker. And then I think at some point, like a lot of teams in this draft, they will take a wide receiver. 
to add a little more depth. And they have a pair of third-round picks, so I could see them doing that <clears throat> with one of their third-round picks. But uh, Aiden Hutchinson, I believe, is the player that will be taken and should be taken. And uh, the Jags' defense is on the rise. And, uh, boy, if their offense over there with some of the young players and James Robinson coming back from injury and ETN coming back from injury, if they can get some points going and move the ball on offense and give their defense a little bit of a break, uh, that defense could really start becoming formidable over these uh, next few years, I believe. Yeah, and I agree with you. I, I'd personally be looking at that, you know, that edge spot, trying to, trying to make a, a difference maker. Hutchinson definitely fills that bill. Uh, I think that's the direction that they should go in as well, whether they do or not remains to be seen. I think the rest of the roster, obviously, like you said, that defense is getting better, um, and this offense will be a little bit more interesting. Thankfully, the the Urban Meyer uh, project is uh, is finished with. That was a complete disaster, and, and hopefully the, the Jaguars can kind of move on to, to better things here, Wiz. Uh, Wiz, the Titans, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm concerned about this team. Um, you've talked a lot about the wear and tear, and last year caught up with them uh, in, in Derrick Henry. Uh, last year they made an attempt uh, to pick up one of my uh, most disgusted players over the last couple of years, and that's Julio Jones, and he's gone. Um, this team only has two picks in the first 130 picks in the draft. They do have seven picks in the draft. Most of them are, are later in the draft. I don't know how much help they're going to bring this roster. I think they need offensive line help. I think they need some secondary help. Uh, I, you could argue they need wide receiver help. I just saw that Fersker actually signed in Atlanta as well at tight end. So I'm not sure what's going on at tight end. Uh, I guess Swaim is still there. But uh, to me, the Titans need help in a lot of different spots. I think they're moving the wrong direction uh, as a football team overall, although I do like uh, Vrabel as a coach. Uh, but they're not going to really be able to do a hell of a lot in this draft with only two picks in the first 130. Yeah, I mean, the Robert Wood signing helps. Um, you know, that gives him more of a reliable player. Yeah, but Woods, comes back from when do you think Woods yeah. is back? That's the question. Yeah, that that is that is the question. He kind of, kind of got hurt, mid, you know, mid, kind of mid-season. So when he comes back, but obviously he's he's a very good receiver. Um, and I'm sure they'll take their time with him. But, you know, to your point, um, the, the, you know, I, I think these other teams are gaining. I, I think the Colts are clearly the best team in that division, <clears throat> and I think the Jags are, are gaining on both the Colts and the Titans and really can do even more of that in the draft. And I think the, the Titans, with their limited draft equity, especially early on, are going to draft the offensive line to play that ground-and-pound game, uh, secondary help, and I would not be surprised at all, at all, if the Titans draft a quarterback with maybe a, one of their, if they have two fourth-round picks, one of their fourth-round picks or a fifth-round pick. Uh, I mean, I just feel like their confidence that Tannehill can, can win these big games um, is waning. So I would not see the, I would not I'd be surprised if the Titans draft a, a quarterback as well in this draft. Yeah, no, it's in, really that's interesting. Wow. Okay. Mm. I, I, I was not thinking that. I have to say, I was not thinking that. Yeah, I just think um, that you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you just get the feel watching it. You know, did he just you know makes these mistakes and 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 mistakes that like should have been corrected already by now. So I, I really would not be surprised to see the Titans. Uh, you know, draft a quarterback and, 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 and have someone that they would want to groom 
because uh, they're going to have to address the position, I believe, at some point. All right. Very good, Wiz. That's, that's an interesting one. All right. Uh, so that's going to wrap up uh, the AFC South. Any, uh, any, any further points? In this? I, I want to go back to one player that, that you mentioned. This has nothing to do with a draft pick, but we talked about the Jaguars and Zay Jones. And, and from what I can recall last year, Zay, Zay Jones was the most productive receiver uh, after – after Hunter Enfro in, in that Raider offense. Um, and Marvin Jones has gotten a little bit older. Uh, Christian Kirk, I think they completely overspent on that player, but that's to be determined. But Zay Jones really had a tremendous second half of the season uh, for the Raiders. Uh, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by a player that, uh, you know, at some point in time with the Bills, it was thought he was going to kind of make that step up. It never happened. But Zay Jones impressed me uh, late in the season. I, I, I do wonder if he, if he can't become uh, a bit of a, a, bit of a surprise uh for fantasy drafters in uh, in 2022 is? Yeah, I mean, I think he's certainly an interesting player. People forget, you know, the numbers at East Carolina that he put up in college and that he was such a heralded player and there was just tremendous expectations. And the kind of player that I, I feel he's having a parallel career with is a player like Laquan Treadwell, also who was heralded, struggled, maybe wasn't in the right system, the right fit, and then a few years after that, he found his footing, and I, I, I kind of see the same trajectory for Zay Jones and Laquan Treadwell, uh, um, you know, imp- improving as the uh, as the season went on last year, and kind of looked like both players had their confidence. So uh, I think um, I, I think you know getting with an offensive mind like Peterson uh, could help. And I'm wondering if the Jags didn't look at that. And since they have Treadwell, kind of feel the same way I feel about it. But, you know, maybe it's another player like Treadwell who, um, with 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 a change of scenery, can't turn things around. All right, was that's uh, that's good points, and, and I guess that kind of leaves a guy like Lavesca Chenault, the player that both of us thought would make uh, strides last year. He, he had a couple of good games, but I, you know, outside looking in right now, was yeah. I mean, you know, this coaching staff has nothing to do with that player. You know, all of these players are are, are starting new, and uh, the wide receiver room is interesting with, you know, a veteran like Marvin Jones and they bring Christian Kirk and you mentioned LaVisca Chenault and also Treadwell and Zay Zone. So it's an interesting wide receiver room now that they have there. And uh, I'm looking to see what that depth chart looks like because uh, someone is going to, you know, move up that depth chart and get an opportunity to play with Trevor Lawrence, who I think can, uh, can be much better his second year. Sounds great, Wiz. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. That's our wrap-up of the AFC South. We're doing each division. Uh, Hopefully you listen to the AFC East and the AFC North that we did already. And then we'll be coming straight back to tackle on the AFC West, which uh, right now looks like the best division in football. Well, uh, that remains to be seen. Guru and Wiz is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. So make sure you're listening. Wiz, great job. Talk to you about the AFC West shortly.